This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning to you. Merry Christmas and happy anniversary to KVOM. Yes. 71 years ago today, KVOM AM 800 signed on for the first time and KVOM FM 101.7 joined it uh, somewhere around 1980. So we're glad to have been a part of Moralton for so many years. Thankful, of course, to our uh, listeners and to our advertisers for making it possible for us to have a local radio station. That's pretty. That's a pretty special thing, especially the way that uh, we do radio around here with local news and sports and information and things like that. Uh, a lot of uh, small radio stations are, are really nothing more than uh, just jukeboxes playing music all day, but we try to have a lot of local information, a lot of local involvement, and it takes support from our listeners and from our advertisers. So this is our uh, special Christmas morning edition of News Watch, the morning edition, and it's brought to you today by the advertisers who make News Watch and Trading Time possible. We'll come back. We've got some special things for you today, uh, some, some old favorites that we have aired in the past on Christmas Day News Watch that folks like to hear uh, from our archives and some other things like that. So hang on. That's coming up after this word. 101.7 FM KVOM. Your financial situation is unique to you. That's why you deserve a bank that helps you get what you want. Hi, I'm J.B. Mouse, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Need to borrow money? Instead of red tape and a one-size-fits-all lending decision model, you'll work with a decision maker who will be there every step of the way. Let us partner with you and help you achieve your goals. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcome, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. This is KVOM's Morning News Watch. Thank you for your listenership. On our 50th anniversary in 2002, I did a special anniversary program that we aired several times. You'll hear some of the interviews and other content from that program, as well as some other things that we've uncovered in our archives over the years. Later in this program, we'll talk with Bobby Caldwell, the current owner of KVOM Radio, who has a long-time association with the radio station that dates back to a close friendship with the Willis family, the Willis family that started the business in 1952. Right now, here's an interview that I conducted with Stan Willis, who had been the previous manager and owner of KVOM Radio, and his father had started the station. Stan hired me back in 1993. So let's hear that segment from our 50th anniversary special now. Cave on, cave on radio. We observed the anniversary of Moralton Radio Station KVOM AM 800 on Christmas Day. It was December 25th of 1952 that KVOM had its first full day of programming. The owner, J.C. Willis, actually... Cracked the mic for a few moments on December 24th, according to his son and longtime manager, Stan Willis. I think that's right, around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Rich. They got permission from uh, the Federal Communications Commission that they could go on the air. And so they they fired everything up and tested it to make sure it was going to work. And we're on 30, 40 minutes or so, and then shut her down and, and opened back up officially on Christmas Day. Tell me about that first day. Well, uh, of course, I was pretty young, but uh, remember 
I remember most of the of the happenings. But uh, we lived in Russville at the time, and uh, my father had been driving back and forth. Uh, oh, actually, about nine months prior to opening of the radio station, trying to get it all put together. He did a lot of the work himself, and and um, so uh, he was down here, of course, on Christmas Eve, and and uh, they got everything ready to go and then christmas morning he got up very very early and and uh, left russellville and drove down then we drove down later in the morning with my grandparents and uh, pretty well spent spent the majority of the day uh, at the radio station on that christmas day hmm. and it, it was quite a uh, you know quite an event especially for the people of this area who had uh, no prior radio service at that time, local radio service. And so it was a – I still have people come up to me and say they remember the morning we signed on the air. And and um, yeah, so it was, it was quite an event. Well, you talked about coming up here for nine months prior, and, and this was the first radio experience for, for your father, J.C., right. so he got a, an education. Yes, he was, um, he was friends with um, C.R. Russ Horn in Russellville. And uh, my father was actually a baker, and his and my grandfather was a baker before that. And um, uh, my dad could see the handwriting on the wall about uh, small bakeries and, and the big bakeries taking over the little ones. So he wanted to get into something else, and he sold his bakery in Russellville. And, and uh, he and Russ Horn and, and Doc Bryan decided uh, that they'd go together and, and uh, put a radio station in Marlton. And of course, they had to file their application, and it took took a long time back then to get a permit to to put a station on the air. But they they got it, and then started the construction on it. And and my dad, uh, like I say, drove back and forth. And I remember him coming home at night and getting the newspaper, and uh, sitting down at the kitchen table with a newspaper, and reading, 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 because he was going to do the the morning and afternoon newscast, and um, with no prior experience at that so he taught himself how to be a newscaster before he ever uh, became a newscaster news of the world of the nation of the state of our town here's the news as reported by of course he listened he was a big uh, uh, big radio listener you know on the, uh, the the radio stations that you there were several radio stations sure. you could get out of little rock and and um and then Russellville had a radio station, of course, and <clears throat> and TV was starting to come on about that time. Well, actually, TV in this area came on a little later than that. But uh, um, I remember him listening to the national newscasters a lot to learn how to pronounce some words that, uh, like if, if foreign countries and things of this nature, he, he paid a lot of attention to that. He was very particular on how he did the news. He... Um, uh, he did a real good job doing the news. And that's the news for this Saturday afternoon. We hope that you all have a very pleasant weekend. And uh, the Harris Weather Summer is coming up. This is Jay Willis. So long, everybody. Up to the Plus, 
When you need to borrow money to invest in your business, you deserve to get your loan done quickly and with personal service. Hi, I'm Kyle Halbrook, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Personal service is our priority. When you call us for your commercial lending needs, a local banker will answer the phone and we will know your name. We will work with you to tailor a loan to fit your budget. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you will feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, a special edition today. As today we're observing the 71st anniversary of KVOM Radio. This is Rich Moller's. This past June 1st, I celebrated my 30th anniversary here. Over the years, I've tried to archive a number of recordings that I've found in the building. On the 40th anniversary of the station in 1992, then-owner Stan Willis put together a special program and did a number of interviews. One of those was with his mother, Ella Mae Willis, who passed away December 2nd of 2018 at the age of 103. Stan's mother and his father, J.C. Willis, were the founders of KVOM Radio. So let's hear that interview with Ella Mae Willis right now. We want to visit with uh, Mrs. Ella Mae Willis. She, of course, was the wife of J.C. Willis, who started KVOM back in 1952. And uh, let her tell a little bit about uh, her involvement in the radio station at the beginning and, and uh, even now, as she still uh, works here at KVOM with us uh, every day. But uh, how was it, Mother, that uh, Marlton got its first radio station? How did, how did it all start? Uh, Stan, uh, your dad was in the ra- uh, bakery business in Russellville. Uh, he sold the bakeries due to health reasons, and so he was looking for a new venture to start in. Um, that's when the idea of a radio station in Marlton began. Okay, now he had no prior experience in the uh, radio business, so. Uh uh, he had to learn it all from scratch, even uh, how to read the news and, and everything that he did down here, right? That's right. He did have friends in um, Russell, um in, in the radio business, and they, that is how he became interested to start with. Okay. Um, what was your initial reaction when um, uh, he came home and, and told you that he wanted to put a radio station in Marlton? Well, uh, I was very excited, and you children were very excited, too, because radio had always been a great part of our entertainment at home, and we thought it was just a great idea that uh, your daddy was going to become involved in one. Okay, and, and uh, how long did it take from, uh, from the time uh, that they started thinking about it until the time went on the air, and we continued to live in Russellville, and he drove back and forth? finding land, building a radio station, and all this sort of stuff. Eight or nine months, probably. Stan, I believe from the time that he first thought about it that it was uh, more like two years Mm -hmm. before um, it actually went on the air because it involved quite a bit of um, doing. Um, You have to go through the FCC for everything that you do in the radio business. And it was it was just about two years, I think. Do you remember uh, the day that he made arrangements with uh, uh, Colonel Roy R. Cheney to uh, locate the, the first radio station building on uh, Colonel Cheney's um, uh, ranch down on Highway 64? Uh, yes, I, I remember the 
all, all of the excitement about that too because um, not only uh, was it exciting from our point of view as putting a radio station but to to build a radio station in what had been a, a little pony barn I think you would call it there on uh, Colonel Cheney's uh, farm okay uh, do you remember I, I'm sure you do, the first day that KVOM went on the air, Christmas Day, 1952. Oh, yes. Um, everyone was so excited, and we were all uh, listening from our home in Russellville, and we went ahead and had um, Christmas dinner as usual uh, for those of us. My mother and father were there, and then that afternoon we drove to Marlton to listen, to watch. And and uh, after school was out then, I think we moved to Marlton in the um, uh, summer of 53. And uh, how was it moving to a, to a new town? Well, you children were um, 7, 11, and 15. And, of course, there was a little adjustment for you. But everyone here was so kind, and everyone here in Marlton was excited about the radio station, too. So we were made very welcome to the town. You didn't work right off the bat, but um, uh, you did uh, uh, several years later. Uh, and what, what did you do at the radio station at that time? Uh, primarily, um, well, I worked as receptionist, made the logs, uh, typed up a lot of the news. And making the logs at that time was very different from now. Today, you use a computer to make the log. At that time, we started from scratch every day, tapped in every quarter hour all through the day, and the spots that were to be in those particular segments. Uh, looking back, um, if you can look back over 40 years, um, would you have ever dreamed that, um, that the radio station would have lasted this long or that we would have made an impact in this community like, um, like we have? Uh, to start with, you you have no idea what it's going to be like. Um, from the very start, uh, your daddy did want not only to make to be successful in the radio business, he also wanted the radio station to be a very vital part of the community, and he worked toward that and kept that tradition as you are doing today. Again, that's a portion of an interview conducted in 1992 on the occasion of KVOM's 40th anniversary, Christmas Day that year. We'll take a break and we'll have more of our special Christmas Day programming coming up for you in just a moment. Are you ready to make some home improvements? Is it time to buy your child's first vehicle? Hi, I'm Teresa Brown, Assistant Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank in Moralton. Let us help you get a loan to fit your needs. We'll meet with you face-to-face -face and personalize your loan to fit your budget. Best of all, you'll work with a local decision maker who will help you with the whole process. Because when you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. NMLS number 1590686. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. Today a special edition as we observe the 71st anniversary of KVOM's 
first sign-on in 1952. You know, I can remember the first couple of years that I worked at KVOM coming out and signing on on Christmas Day and doing the news and trying to do trading time. And trading time was a colossal flop on Christmas Day because, you know, people were enjoying time with their families. They didn't want to call in and try and sell anything. And I remember one year I said, you know what, folks, I'm just going to play sleigh ride over and over again until someone calls me and tries to sell something. In fact, we'll throw out the rules. If you want to call multiple times, you can. Maybe you got a Christmas present that you didn't want. Call and sell it on trading time. Didn't help. <laughs> didn't help. Uh, trading time is very popular. We get lots of phone calls on trading time, but just not on Christmas Day. And we did a special spotlight on trading time on that uh, 50th anniversary show that we were talking about a little bit earlier this morning and uh, did an interview with Stan Wilson and played uh, some humorous memories. So uh, hopefully uh, if you know or remember any of the uh, callers featured on this program, don't tell them. Uh, we don't typically record them and make fun of them or anything like that. But these were just, uh, you know, it's live radio. You never know what's going to happen. So uh, once again, here's that segment from the uh, 2002 50th anniversary special. You're hearing Chet Atkins' Downhill Drag, which was for years the theme song for Trading Time. Stan Willis talks about the program. Trading Time, of course, uh, came on the air um, just as um, the radio station did from the day one. Korsmeyer Furniture Company. It was an old, old-time business here in Marlton. Been here. Vic Korsmeyer had had it for years and years. Very successful business. And he wanted to be the uh, sole sponsor of it at that time. He had three 30-second commercial breaks. Actually, they were longer than 30 seconds. Back in those days, we didn't count seconds too long. You might read a commercial that was a minute and a half long. But he was the sole sponsor of it, and uh, we read the items. They either mailed the items to us or dropped them off at Korsmeyer Furniture Company, and we would pick up a list of the items every day from Korsmeyer Furniture, and then the next morning we would have them on the air and uh, listing a lost dog or something for sale, a car for sale, and the person's name and phone number. We did that for years and years and years. Sometime in the early 80s, we decided to change trading time a little bit. Radio was changing, and it was time for us to change too. We had moved out to this location and had stereo FM and then, then stereo later. Uh, so we told Mr. Korsmeyer that we were going to change the program, make it a 30-minute program, and we were going to sell participating commercials inside the program, and um, we were going to let people call in each day and, and tell what they had for sale. And so we started that, and, and it's been very successful. You're doing it today, and I hear it every morning. And, oh, indeed, they do call in. The show averages about 50 calls Monday through Saturday from 8.30 until 9 o'clock. Here now a sampling of some of the funnier phone calls that we've had. Yeah, I've still got them fryer rabbits for sale. I'll, I'll sell them or trade them or do something. Yeah, Martin. <clears throat> yes, I have a camera. Just a second, let me turn this down. Other one. We got a couple of billy goats, and uh, they're uh, we're going to give them away. Uh, they're not. They don't do what they're supposed to do, but they are good watch goats, I guess, or watch dog. No, let's see, a watch goat. Uh, they will make a lot of noise when somebody comes, you know, near the gate or anything, you know. And if anybody like to have these, they're real pretty, but they just won't give any milk or anything. And they can call. 
uh, number three. Uh, oh, by they bit my brother last week, but don't be afraid because uh, he was throwing something at them. But if they want a good watch, uh, let's see, dog, goat, a good watch, goat, give me a call up here. Oh, yes, I was driving by the golf course road. I lost the windshield to a 280Z. Hello? Damn phone. I've got rabbits for sale, and I've got some real good turnip greens. Because I've got to sell them because my wife broke her arm and uh, she can't fix me none no more. I have a, a male Rockweiler with a sore on his back. He wandered away from home. He had a chain on him. He was chained up because he was attacking puppies. The dog is unpredictable, but he seems pretty happy. Uh, Saturday morning, I was in a washetary here and uh, had a a whole lot of men's underwear, shirts, and, uh, uh, t-shirts, and briefs in that washing machine, and somebody took them out. And if he got them, I hope he's satisfied. My neighbor would like to buy a yard long, lightweight, looking glass, two foot high for me and only. Don't forget my big flower sale. And, uh, Mother's Day is coming up, and this is a divorce sale, so my loss is your gain. I have a Nordic Rider x-ray machine. And I have a little girl size red pageant dress, it's, and it's very pretty. I got two rabbits uh, for sale, and one's black and white. It's, it's a male to give away, and I got a... 17 foot. A 17-foot B-bottom bee bottom boat. A fishing boat. A fishing boat. With a 20-horse motor. With a 20-horse motor. 20 motor. And trailer. And trailer. And you've got a chainsaw. And i got a chainsaw. For $200. For $200. It's our 71st anniversary here at KVOM Radio. More coming up in a moment. Welcome home to Hometown Banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Loans done quickly and with personal service. That's what we offer at Petty Jean State Bank. Hi, I'm Susan Gunderman, Executive Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank. We are Conway County's only locally owned community bank with four hometown lenders here to serve your needs. We will meet with you in person and help you find a personalized loan that will meet your budget. Come see us for consumer and commercial lending with a hometown touch. We promise you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. It's special edition on the 71st anniversary of KVOM Radio. Uh, When I started working at the radio station in 1993 and uh, soon after, took over the morning news slot. One of my favorite interviews that we did on a monthly basis was with B. Jack Wilson. Now, a lot of you remember B. Jack. B. Jack lived to be uh, 90 years old, and uh, while in his 80s, he came out to the radio station and shared memories of growing up in Moralton, a lifelong resident. He's the guy uh, responsible for naming the Moralton High School mascot the Devil Dogs, you know, uh, but we always enjoyed our visits with B. Jack Wilson. He would lean over after it was over and say, you know, this is all just a bunch of BS, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and uh, make funny jokes. He talked about the uh, the bypass and prostate club was his group of guys that would get together and have coffee downtown and and solve the world's problems. Just just a gem of a guy, and we uh, we always enjoyed having uh, B Jack on the radio. Um, this uh, presentation that we're going to have for you here uh, is not an interview uh, uh, in toto necessarily. This is uh, broken up into a news story. Uh, I believe this interview was actually done by Stan Willis before I started working at KVOM, and he talked about old-time Christmases. And then uh, I had archived this uh, this recording and for a Christmas special sometime uh, in the 90s or maybe in the 2000s, don't exactly remember when, uh, broke it apart into a, a news story just about talking about old-time Christmases in Moralton and in general because a lot of these things didn't, didn't only happen in Moralton, but they happened throughout the country, throughout the South. So let's hear this interview with B. Jack Wilson about old-time Christmases. Well, Christmas a long time ago, and when we talk about a long time ago, I'm talking about back in the 30s or late 20s. And Christmas at that time was much simpler and much easier to get over, especially financially. At that time, nobody had, uh, wasn't anybody had much money. So Christmas was a time of rejoicing. It was, uh, people got by with less. It was less commercialized. People, I believe at that time, uh, appreciated the meaning of Christmas more so not in a critical way, but more so, I believe, families were drawn closer together. In other words, most of the Christmas celebration was in the home. Wilson, who died in 1999 at the age of 91, appeared on KVOM for a monthly radio program for seven years before his death. It was on that program that he reminisced about the old days, and on this particular program, broadcast Christmas Day of 1992, that he remembered the way Christmas used to be. And I can remember being invited to Christmas parties at that time where the favorite games were, were that is when you were, uh, say, 12 or 13 years old, where the favorite games were uh, bobbing for apples or, or making kissing candy and uh, popcorn and popcorn balls and things like that. That was the height of the season. Wilson says in the late 1920s, people didn't give gifts the way they do now. He says if kids got an apple, an orange, a few nuts, and a banana, they were really having a good Christmas. And he says kids were always reminded not to eat their banana pills. Bananas, it seems, weren't the easy-to-obtain commodity they are today. B. Jack remembered the days when schools were gathering places for religious observations of the holidays. There was uh, church services, and even the schools at that time, before the days, I, I would say, um, you know, we refer to B.C. as before Christ, but I refer to uh, B.S.C. as before the Supreme Court. Before the Supreme Court rulings, there was uh, prayers in school. There was religious performances in school. Uh, we had programs. Uh, old Central Ward School, where the First National Bank is now, was a favorite gathering place. They had a large auditorium. They'd have community programs there at Christmas. And it was always led by prayer. It was always dismissed with prayer. Bjack says the holidays have turned into a burden, especially financially for so many people that they unfortunately begin to dread the season. He says he liked it better when things were simpler. 
and remembered one present, one Christmas, when he was a boy. I suppose the best gift I ever got as a, as a young kid, I'll say I was about 10 or 11 years old. I got a BB gun for Christmas, and that was the act, that was a big deal for me. I can remember the the joy that I had out of that BB gun. That uh, and by the way, my dad gave me a BB gun, and my uncle Undacus gave me a BB gun the same Christmas, and I had to give one of them up. So my dad took the one that he gave me and took it back to Mass's Hardware and got a refund or an exchange for it. And the only trouble I ever got with that BB gun was shooting bluebirds when I shouldn't have, and my cousin Walter Dykus and I shooting a picture all to pieces about one o'clock one morning in the bedroom because we thought we saw a burglar in the house and we had our BB guns by the side of our bed, so we shattered Aunt George's picture. Uh, a lot of people, well, the older generation might remember uh, L.A. Dykus, or we called him, he was my Uncle Loon Dykus, and Aunt George, the, the Annie, were my second mother and dad. Well, he was the one that ended up giving me the BB gun. B. Jack remembers Christmas being about getting together and playing games over the school break. He says his favorites included spin the bottle and taffy pools. And the boy will take a bottle and lay it on the floor and spin the bottle in whichever way the neck of that bottle, if it's pointing to a girl, he gets to kiss that girl. Then the taffy making, of course, was um, usually after the taffy cool, they'd break a piece of taffy off about an uh, inch and a half or two inches, and you'd hold that between your teeth, and then the opposite sex was supposed to take that piece of candy out of your mouth by biting it off. Of course, you weren't supposed to get too close, but back then a kiss was a kiss. B-Jack says the emphasis has changed over the years. It's now more about the presence and travel, whereas before, Christmas meant spending time at home with friends. And back then, if we had good health, if we had friends, if we had home atmosphere, the main thing back in those days was the home because it was the gathering place for all the young people in town. B. Jack remembered sharing gifts with friends at school and says the best present he ever received from a schoolmate was a shoebox full of overripe bananas. Holidays were holidays. We got out for Christmas we usually got out a week. And there's one thing. We drew names in school for gifts. And the best gift I got when I was in the fifth grade was a box full, a shoebox full of overripe bananas. And the girl that drew my name, her daddy, owned a grocery store. And I eat most of them. But that was a big Christmas. That was 19 and, uh, let's see, that was about 19 and 20 or 21. After, uh, I remember very well, uh, it was wrapped in Christmas paper, and everybody had to open their presents in school. Ms. Virginia Irvin was a teacher of that class. I was, I guess I got the most valuable gift. Bananas were scarce. The only time you had bananas was Christmas. About the same way with, uh, well, we had a favorite candy that we got during the year called Uncle Sam's Kisses. Now, that was a taffy-like candy that, well, you'd get five pieces for a penny, so you could get a sack full for a nickel, but nobody had a nickel. 
Again, some highlights from an early 90s interview with B. Jack Wilson. He used to come out to the radio station uh, once a month back in the 90s and talk about old times uh, in the community, visiting with us about an old-time Christmas. Our morning news watch on the occasion of our 71st anniversary continues after this word. Your financial situation is unique to you. That's why you deserve a bank that helps you get what you want. Hi, I'm J.B. Mouse, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Need to borrow money? Instead of red tape and a one-size-fits-all lending decision model, you'll work with a decision maker who will be there every step of the way. Let us partner with you and help you achieve your goals. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcome, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch on this Christmas Day. It marks the 71st anniversary of the first broadcast of KVOM Radio in 1952. If you're listening earlier, you know that the station was founded primarily by the Willis family, and they ran the station for just over 40 years. The station has had a few owners over the years. Stan Willis sold the station in 1995 to a group that included principal owner Bill Kate, his sister Fran Harp, longtime sales manager Harold Nichols, program director Dick Bailey, and me, Rich Mulders. I was extremely humbled at the age of 24 to be given the opportunity to join the ownership team and was made manager of the station five years later. We sold the company in 2003 to Max Media, a company based in Virginia that owned radio and television stations around the country. In 2014, we were acquired by Bobby Caldwell's EAB. EAB, based in Wynn, is the largest radio company in the state, with 60 signals covering most of Arkansas. In addition to Moralton, EAB has stations in Clarksville, Russellville, Atkins, Dardanelle, Danville, and Conway in our area, and all throughout eastern Arkansas. Caldwell's company also operates a sports network, an agriculture network, and a news network, along with an electronic newspaper. Bobby Caldwell got his start in radio in the 60s in his hometown of Wynn and told me he's always viewed Moralton and Wynn as being similar communities. You know, Moralton, Moralton, I always thought of Moralton as a lot like Wynn. They're both about the same size town and, and had radio stations owned by local individuals and ran them that way. Uh, of course, KVOM, the voice of Moralton, uh, was uh, heavily involved with the community uh, heavily involved with the listeners and heavily involved with the advertisers and uh, uh, local local uh, names make local news and uh, if uh, the radio station takes care of the community, the community will take care of the radio station. So let's talk a little bit about your association with the station, of course, long before your ownership because you know, I knew your name and met you long before uh, you became the owner of the station. Radio station managers who uh, aren't doing battle with each other in the street every day, they're pretty chummy around the state and always have been and share a lot of information with each other. And uh, when I first came to the station, your name was one that Stan Willis brought up a lot. Y'all have an old friendship. Yep. I have known Stan for a long, long time. I actually knew knew his dad, Mr. J.C. Willis, but I did not get to know him like I had uh, Stan. And, And Stan and I have had a relationship our our entire uh, uh, career, and uh, we, we bounce ideas off of each other. We have a lot of the same, uh, you, you face a lot of the same challenges in communities about the same size and with uh, stations that uh, uh, AM, FM, and, and the, the only stations in town. 
And but uh, Stan and I go back a long way. I've always respected Stan, and uh, he's good, good uh, radio man, good businessman. So when these stations became available for purchase, uh, you knew that this was this was a good place to be. I did. I knew it because of its reputation, uh, Rich. Because I knew the community had always supported the radio station. And the radio station always support the community, and you do that over a long period of time, and you just you build that loyalty up uh, from both sides of it. And uh, it's a good market, a good radio station. We're just glad to be there uh, when the opportunity came along uh, for us to purchase the uh, radio stations. The business has changed so much. Uh, you've seen so much change in your uh, over fifty years in the business now. And, um, you know, one of the things is it's very difficult for a standalone station in a town to survive without the support that you get from a larger operation, be that in engineering, um, in, you know, the billing support, and technical support, just any, any kind of things. And, of course, in, you know, managing, there, there are a lot of savings that you can have when you centralize the, the, the management of certain things. That's kind of one of those things, but each of the stations within EAB, like Moralton, still has a lot of autonomy in, in what they do. Most certainly. Uh, yes, it is difficult for standalones to exist today, and uh, but collectively, we we have been able to, to, to make them work. But again, Rich, you don't lose that local identity. You don't take that radio station away from its community. And uh, you try to, as the FCC, put more stations on the air, and then the consolidation started. Uh, a lot of reasons, but that is one of the reasons. Then you just bring more signals to the community, offer more formats, offer more services, and consequently uh, your uh, advertisers, when you get them to advertise on all your stations, you can get them better results because you have different formats and you have different audience. You have a larger audience combined and uh, the advertiser gets uh, more results. Basically, uh, advertisers don't care about uh, what uh, price per spot that they're paying. They, they care about two things, what uh, they're paying you per month, a total amount, and whether they're getting results or not. And if they're getting results, they'll continue to advertise with you. So there are so many ways that people can get their entertainment now. The way that radio remains relevant is by covering the things that matters to their community, those sporting events and that local news. And EAB has a news presence in every community that it serves. That uh, when we go into a community and uh, purchase the radio stations, if it does not have a news director, that is the first person that we hire. Because in the real estate business, it's location, location, location. In the radio business, it's local, local, local. As you say, they can get that entertainment anywhere they want it. They cannot get that local news, information, sports, weather, uh, than any other place in the local radio station. And it's it's not just that. It's that it's, you know, responsibly done, that, the you know, they – genuinely care about their community and they're going to do things to build up their community yeah rich we're in it we're we've been in the business for almost 60 years under the same uh 
family ownership, and we look at it long term. Uh, we're we're operators, not speculators. We're not in and out, uh, and we <laughs> have uh, sold very few that uh, we've ever been involved in. Actually, have not sold a whole one. I've just uh, we've uh, sold our interest in uh, one st- one group of stations one time in order for us to purchase. In, in, in another area. Well, I'm certainly honored to be a part of this great company and have the opportunity to do radio the right way in this community of Moralton. Bobby, I want to thank you for visiting with us for our anniversary edition of Newswatch. Is there anything that we're leaving out? We uh, appreciate the, the uh, community of Moralton and uh, Conway County, and we want to continue to offer the services that the community wants and needs and uh, to create, uh, continue with this relationship. Basically, it boils down to this uh, with the advertiser. We've got the listeners rich, and the advertiser has the products or services. We've just got to mesh those two together. And when we do, one of two things will happen. It will work or not work. If it doesn't work, it's that advertiser's uh, uh, issue they have not given us a product or a service that is reasonably priced. Or it is our fault as a radio station, we haven't helped prepare the commercial and have not scheduled it properly. But if we do what we're supposed to do and the advertiser does what he's supposed to do, then that advertiser will get results and we will continue to. It's a two-way street with us. It's a partnership is what we're looking for with the advertiser and with the listener and with the community. That's Bobby Caldwell, the owner of EAB Media, the company that owns KVOM, one of 60 radio stations around the state. We'll wrap up this 71st anniversary edition of KVOM's Morning News Watch in just a moment. When you need to borrow money to invest in your business, you deserve to get your loan done quickly and with personal service. Hi, I'm Kyle Halbrook, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Personal service is our priority. When you call us for your commercial lending needs, a local banker will answer the phone and we will know your name. We will work with you to tailor a loan to fit your budget. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you will feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Daddy Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVON's special 71st anniversary edition of Newswatch. We've had a lot of longtime employees over the years here at KVON. People have made their careers here. As I mentioned, I just celebrated my 30th anniversary, June 1st. Eric Tyler's been our news and sports director for about 15 years or so. And we want to welcome longtime radio man J.R. Runyon to our cluster of stations. We acquired KASR Radio in Conway in 2021, rebranded it as KCON, and put on the Jack Music format. It's at 92.7 FM. This year we launched Cat Country at 92.5 and 98.9 FM and AM 800. And consolidated the Conway market with the purchase of KCNY, Y107.1. JR is our market manager for the Conway station, has an office and studio on Toadsuck Square in downtown Conway. This year we also moved the studio of KASR 99.3 The Eagle from Russellville to Moralton. Once again, I want to thank all of you for your listenership over the years. 
and of course to our advertisers who help make it all possible. In fact, we still have one advertiser today that was on the air the very first day of the radio station aired in 1952. The name has changed, Cordsmeyer Plumbing, but they were Moralton Plumbing and Heating back then. They're still a charter sponsor, so thanks to them and to so many others over the years who have supported our work here, not only on the radio, but the other ways that we have provided information to the community. Of course, a lot of folks like to use our Facebook page with over 14,000 fans. Our website, kvom.com, well, we launched that in March of 1996. You can listen to our live stream on the EAB Media app. You can listen to our news watch via a podcast through that mobile app or from anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And last year, we started streaming live video with our radio broadcasts of Moralton High School Devil Dog Athletics. And why have we been so aggressive with this? Well, the media landscape has changed a lot over the years. We know that combining digital with radio is pretty powerful and very important for our listeners and advertisers. Once again, I want to thank you all for listening and for supporting our radio stations over the past 71 years. And hope you have a wonderful Christmas and that you have a very happy new year. And thank you, as always, for listening. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.